talking about boxing. Just absolutely boxing. We're talking about boxing. Just absolutely boxing. Boxing. Just absolutely boxing. All right, y'all, what's going on? Welcome back to Just Absolutely Boxing Podcast. This is episode 50. We're going for that milestone. We done broke 49 and 0. This is our 50th victory right here. My name is Ant, aka Combo Breaker 99. It's your boy Boxing P. <coughs> And you know we back, we back up in here to talk about what we always do, that boxing. Like I always say, we talk boxing absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. we're going to be talking about some fights and, you know, whatever come, you know, whatever come up. You know, we're going to talk about last Saturday's fights. But like always, you know, what's been going on with you, P? Um, same old saying that. Um, just really trying to get adjusted to this hot weather, man. It's here, it's here now. So, Bruh. um I knew it was there when I opened that car door to come over yeah. here. I was like, "Oh shit!" You know, ten it's, in the morning, it was burning up in my car, man. It's here, man. And um, I mean, I'm from up north. I've been down here five, six years now, but I'm still trying to get used to this down south heat, man. It's a, it's a different animal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it, man. I can't. <laughs> you, you can keep that northern weather, bro. But yeah, man. Before we get into the box, I did watch um UFC two twenty four, and you know, I bring that up because like. It's crazy because, you know, they face a lot of the, the same things that boxers face. You know, I was looking at some of the female fights and I was looking at this one fighter. You know, she's kind of like their next hype train, you know, their next Ronda Rousey. Her name is Mackenzie Dern. And she kind of having the same situation. You know, she's supposed to be fighting at 118, you know, straw weight, whatever that is. And all. she come in seven pounds overweight. And, you know, it's kind of like, OK, you do have to pay out 30% of your purse. That's how they do in the UFC. But it's like, you ain't really dedicated to the sport. You know, same like we see in this mm-hmm. sport. Like, this is this ain't the first time, you know. It's just funny how same thing over, you know, mm-hmm. MMA happens in boxing. Mm-hmm. You know, you got the hype jobs where they feel they can come in at any weight and just say, hey, I'm good. I might get a little slap on the wrist, but I got this machine behind me, you know. Right, right. And, you know, lo and behold, she come up winning the fight you know and i think it was it was kind of the other girl's fault too as far as a technical mistake but just kind of looking at that you know it's just funny watching fights like that you know the you give give the hype job this so much leniency and they just ride with it you know because mm-hmm. <laughs> we see the same thing in boxing and then the main event with um amanda nunez she was fighting uh one of her stable mates at raquel pennington and same with them you know Nunez was straight out classing her, you know, and it just seems like there comes a point when your corner got to step in and say, hey, stop the fight. That's oh, how bad of ass bad. it was, you know. It was bad by the second round, and, you know, it's just like we see in boxing, man. It's like by the third or fourth round, you're getting pummeled, you know. Mm. What, you know, as a fighter, you're going to show the heart to keep going. Right. So it, right. there comes a point, you know, your, your corner need to say, hey, you're getting you about to get killed. You know, you need to stop it. Yeah, man. That's that's what you got those eyes there for, to protect you. I mean, you're the fighter. You got mm-hmm. that engine going. You Sometimes you don't know you in danger. You know what I mean? So, it's for, 
you know, those people on the outside, trainer, corner people to um, keep you safe while you're in there. Yeah, man. But um, like you said, it's definitely a lot of, you know, same things in, in, in combat sports, same issues, same, you know, politics, because it's still, you know, combat sports and, you know, making weight. It's not a whole lot of other sports that you have to make weight. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right. Um, it's definitely a lot of parallels and, you know, different um different, you know, platforms with the, with the combat sport or whatever. But um, I did uh, watch the highlights of that Nunez fight. I seen it was pretty much a one-sided fight. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that's what I'm saying. Like, mentality of a fighter, whatever it is, you know, as far as technique, you know, it's always the same, you know. Mm-hmm. You're either in it all the way or you're not, you know. <laughs> but um, moving on to this boxing, man, like, we're going to talk about this fight, man. This was a crippling fight. Uh, Saddam Ali versus uh, undefeated Jamie. Uh, how you pronounce it? Mungia? Mungua. Mungua. Okay, Mungua. Yeah. He was originally a selection for Triple G. Mm-hmm. But uh, like I said, the commission didn't pass the fight because they felt that was too soon for him. Right. You know, especially on a short notice, they didn't want to risk putting him in there. So, you know, originally Saddam Ali was supposed to face Liam Smith defend his title against him but um some things happened with that fight and uh you know golden boy set up mungia to fight saddam ali and you know i'm you know i'm not gonna lie you know shout out to saddam ali here warrior but i just kind of felt like his title reign you know would just be kind of short man like what did you think of this fight man man um <clears throat> like you said the backstory behind it is is you know, kind of the more interesting part, you know, like you said, this guy, you know, was one of the guys they selected to fight Triple G, but, you know, he was, you know, he's new on the scene. A lot of people didn't know him and the commission didn't feel like he was ready. You know, he's only 21. You know, I mean, think about that. Any, he could fight at any age, but Triple G is 36. This guy's 21. Age don't matter, but that's a big gap. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, it's right, a lot right. of a lot of experience and wisdom in those years. But um but at the time when, you know, this guy was, you know, being looked at to be a selection, a lot of people frowned upon that because I mean, like nobody knew this guy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So a lot of people frowned on it. Understandably why. Well, why would a champion face a guy that nobody's ever heard of? Mm-hmm. But, you know, come Saturday night, lo and behold, once we got to see this guy in the ring, we kind of understood that why Triple G was okay with fighting him and why he was okay selecting, you know, wanting it was game to fight Triple G. You know, we it, it probably would have been a better match than, you know, the Triple G and Vonez match that we wound up seeing on Single de Mayo weekend. But, I'm just saying all that to say that, you know, you just never really know. And, Mm -hmm. um, but the Saddam Ali thing, like you say, man, um, paying yourself for Liam and then getting this kid, you know, on short notice, man, that's a, um, that's a humdinger right there. You know? Yeah. Because like, I know a lot of fans, you know, casual fans, they don't understand. Like when you hear the word short notice, it can be, a good thing or a bad thing you know like right. short notice i've seen it in the past you know where there's one fight i can't even remember it was like way back and this dude on fox sports network he um was originally supposed to fight this one guy but um the dude pulled out that day maybe like hours before the fight 
So they gave him a short notice. And lo and behold, a short notice dude came in and just licked him, man. Right. Just about all 10 rounds of the fight. So I was like, you think a short notice might be good to cover for you? Just say, hey, your main event, he he couldn't make it. So let's get this dude. But it could work in the opposite. The other dude might say, it's my only chance. Your short notice come in and mm-hmm. whoop you, you know? And, and just another thing on that note, too, right? Just the fact that. I don't think it's any other sport where that happens, where you can get a different opponent the day of the fight. And like you exactly. said, hours before. So, I mean, LeBron knows who he's going to play at the beginning of the year. Yep. You know, football, they, their schedule is already out. Yep. You know, boxing, I mean, it could change down to the hour. Combat sports, yeah. you know, same thing with UFC, other combat sports. It could change down to the hour. So that's just another um, interesting dynamic of the sport. But um, but like I say, you know, Saddam Ali, he definitely kind of, in my eyes, was at a disadvantage. This was a, a much bigger guy. Um, and it was a dangerous fight taking on short notice, especially being that you prepared for a guy that was more compatible, you know, for you. Um, he took this guy on short notice and um man and I mean it was it was it was it was it was tough to watch. You know, uh shout out to Saddam Ali for just, you know, going out on the shield, displaying the heart of a line, but he took a whooping that. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, um he did because it was it was like once you match them up, you know, five nine <clears throat> natural welterweight. Right. And then as soon as I saw that just compared to this young kid, six foot one, supposed to be a one sixty. Right. You know, granted, going back to what you said, the Triple G fight. Granted, um, Saddam Ali and you know Triple G are two different animals, but Mogia mm-hmm. he did what he was supposed to do against a guy like Saddam Ali. Absolutely, he made him look completely uh, uh, out of his league. So that kind of makes you think that the Triple G fight maybe would have been a little bit more interesting. Uh, I mean, and just seeing a, a guy. That's a that 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 looks the part of a middleweight and full fledged middleweight. It's mm-hmm. not gonna be a small centeno looking guy. This is a full fledged middleweight looking guy with that type of style and triple G style. It couldn't disappoint. Right. It couldn't disappoint. You right. know what I'm saying? So, right. you know, is is you know people are looking at that now in hindsight like, dang, you know, I think we missed out on the jewel, but you know it is what it is. It's you know water under the bridge now, but um. Like I say, you know, shout out to, you know, Saddam Ali because um, he could have found a way out at like so many fighters do. He wasn't trying to find a way out. He he went out on the shield and um, mm-hmm. I thought he was very gracious and defeat. He was apologetic and um, just said that, you know, he'll come back to fight another day. He didn't make any excuses. He just, like I say, he was gracious and defeat. And that's a big part of this sport. You know, you talk to talk before the fight. After the fight, you got to talk to talk, win, lose, or draw. You know what I mean? So um, he definitely, you know, earned, still earned my respect. You know what I mean? Going in there and taking the punishment he took for, what, four rounds? Four rounds, yeah. Yeah, you know, like you said, too, I got to give him, you know, props because, you know, he came in there after beating a legend like Miguel Cotto. And, you know, he was vocal about fighting anybody. So, I mean... It could have been Her- it could have been Jared Hurd. It could have been a Charlo. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're gonna face a guy like this, mm-hmm. I know 
I know for sure he would have fought any of these exactly. guys. Exactly. I know, mean, so. that, that, like you say, he could have turned him down. He could have said, oh, shorter. Oh, no. I mean, I know it's short notice, but I, I'm still not doing mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? But he's mm-hmm. whatever. Bring him in here. You know what I mean? And yeah. um, like I say, respect res- respect for something like that. And because he gave Mangua a platform to shine where a lot of fighters would. I'm the champion. No, I'm not letting that happen. You know what I mean? So right. um, he's a true warrior, man. Yeah, man. Um, what do you think for uh, Saddam Ali? Go back to um, 147. Um, I mean, I mean, it, all the divisions from 140 to like 160 are stacked right now, and so true, it's just yeah, like, true. Yeah. you know, ain't really no safe, <laughs> ain't really yeah. no safe place. Yeah. What, 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 what I could advise a guy is just go where your body fits at the best. You mm-hmm. know, if you're cutting too much weight or you got to gain too much weight, then some of these things probably are not for you. But with the competition level that's out there, and I would just want to feel good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I would want to feel good in the ring. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I mean, looking at his physical right now, you know, we in his mentality, we don't really know where he stands, you know, like mm-hmm. coming back from this knockout. OK, he might take a few months off and think he feel good again, but. It's like when he get back in the ring, somebody like we said, one forty seven. Everybody's a beast there right now, yeah, you know. And all. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking, hey, Keith Thurman won an easy touch coming back. You know, that might be an interesting fight, but yeah, but it could be dangerous for Saddam Ali. You know, absolutely. Any fight there is dangerous for him. But I mean, if he ain't feeling it, you know, it depends on what he look like. I, like I said, I like to see fighters just leave the game before they get hurt. Yeah, and before they completely, really get hurt completely. Yeah. You know, but but the thing is, sucks ain't because if you've been boxing since you were a kid, you really don't have anything else to um fall back on. A lot of these guys, I mean, boxing is is literally their life. That's all they know is boxing mm-hmm. words, boxing terminology. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, I'm just I'm just you know hypothetically you know saying that, but um. Oh yeah, they live and breathe it. Yeah, it's hard to get out of out of that realm. Even you know, for some guys who might go to commentate, and it's still not the same as lacing up and getting 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 in that ring. And that ain't the same. You know what I mean? You know. um, Well, I rephrase the question. Okay, do you think the two losses he suffered are enough for him to to say I can't do, I can't make do at one fifty four or one forty seven? You know, he's been knocked out by Jesse Vargas a few years back, and then he lost yeah. this fight. Do you think those those losses were big enough to say, I'm out of the game, you I, know? Because when I look at it like that, to me, it's more like, no, nah, you know? You you don't think it is? I don't think so, you know? Like, I mean... When I look at it like that, I, especially he's 29, so I'm kind of like, I want to give him a chance, you know? I, I, I was just about to say, especially for a humble guy like Saddam Ali, and had he been talking big shit, and we would have wanted to see these things happen to him, and it felt like he deserved these things to happen to him. It would be different. But he was just always a quiet guy, humble guy. So we don't, people don't really have that energy towards him. But, I mean, just realistically speaking, though, Ant, um, I, 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 I'm I, not real clear on the Jesse Vargas knockout. But this this was, this, this, this could, this, he took some damage and then he, he wound up, getting stopped so this this could you know have done some this could have been more damaging than the first knockout so i'm just saying i mean 
like we say, it's not easy fights out there. I'm sure it's some, you know, touches out there, some looks out there for him. But as far as having resurrecting his career or even even getting strapped, man, yeah, yeah. I, it's hard to say. Especially like we're saying with the errors in right now. Yeah, with the errors right now. There's going to be a hard, that's a hard road against these guys, you know. Yeah. Even your C's and B's right now at welterweight are dangerous for them, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, um, absolutely. You know, I mean, guys like him are good for the sport, but is the sport good for guys like that? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, you, you know, you got to walk away from the sport one day, so you got to make sure, you know, you're intact. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I guess I could see somebody like maybe Amir Khan or Kill Brook in there with him, you know? Now that I think about it, or either that, they fight each other, you yeah, know? Yeah, but, but the thing about that is it's very limited. Like I yeah. said, there's a few touches out here for him. There's a few looks yeah. out, a little couple yeah. spots you could put mm-hmm. him, but not a whole lot though, ain't? Yeah. I mean, once you once you exacerbate those three or four spots, that's it. It's it's the wolves. Yeah. It's it's that's hunting it. season, that's you it. know. Yeah. So yeah. you know, like I said, it's not it's not completely over for him. But like you say, before I like, you know, we see where his heart is at. He could go ahead and really get himself hurt. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's nothing but firepower around that. It, you man. know what you I know, mean? Yeah. yeah, especially when you're looking at somebody like Mongia. Uh, we were talking about this off the mic, man. Like, you ready to see him jump up to 160 again, right? Go back to his yeah. home. Yeah, and- I mean, like I said, he came in and said, I, you know, he don't speak the best English, but the one name we did understood was Golovkin. So, I mean, coming from a prospect, and being willing to face, you know, one of the most dangerous guys at 160 just lets me kind of see what this guy guy's head is at. You know what I mean? Um, and um, I just feel like he he he's about to mix up the 160 pound division because he would probably be one of the youngest guys there. At, he'll be one of the youngest guys I think at 160. Yeah, but, he's 21. So yeah. But you know he'll be one 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 of the more dangerous guys. I mean, because he got the size, he got some power, and just that that Sean Porter style that he got is going to be is going to be interesting in one sixty. And I would love to see him and you know the big Charlo, you know future of boxing, you know make make mix it up. You know what I mean? He 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 he, he said he got power. He liked the bang. We just seen Mangua. He got some power. He liked the bang. So, you know, let's get it on. And, you know, I mean, it's young lines. Triple G ain't no young line. Yeah. You know, he about to walk off into to, to, to the, you know, the prairie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So you, you use that term young line. I mean, 21, he, he, he he's just a cub, you know. Yeah. So let's, 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 I like to see that happen. Man. You know, some people, oh, he, or not monk you out like he did Centeno. I'm I'm willing to stand on something like that and say I beg to differ. I, that, that will not happen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That will not happen. Yeah, I see. I see. You. As far as like Mungia, he's in that state where he's not too far from fighting a Charlo. He's more closer to Charlo than Charlo is fighting Triple G. You know, mm-hmm. it's 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 more possible to make that fight right now because Triple G. Though he's not a Floyd Mayweather, you know, his record's nowhere near Floyd Mayweather. He's at that point in his career where he's trying to pick and choose more Absolutely. so his fights, you know. Absolutely. Because, you know, the game's about over for him. So, Absolutely. So, you know, 
it's really not going to, it's not, it's, it's really not, a, you know, he's not really feeling that option right now. You know, let's I just mean, be honest. You yeah, know, I mean, he, he's not feeling that option. Hey, you so. say, and the main thing is, is, is money. He's yeah. in for big fights now. I'm 36. Everything I got to do, gotta, gotta, mm-hmm. gotta make some money. You yeah. gotta make some money. Yeah. You know? So in the meantime, when you got younger guys like that, younger active guys like a Charlo, when he's holding you up, you need to go ahead and be whooping everybody else's ass, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You, you need to be go ahead and take your name so you can back him into a corner. Yeah, so, you so, know, that's what the, that, that, that's the, how they used to do that, it, eh? The young lion, when he's taking over the old one, you know, he's over here killing everything. You know, he's taking all that praise. So finally, you can put him in the corner, you know? You back him in the corner. You know? And that's what I'm take saying. His, you know, take his, take his Canelo fight, take his Billy Joe Saunders op- option, you know? Take, take that take, away from yeah. him. Take that. They, that's what I'm saying, that. They calling out people and this fight's there for you to, for you to make. You know what I'm saying? That 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 really don't make sense to me. You 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 like hopping over people or overlooking people. It's fights right there for you to make. You know what I mean? So I mean Triple G, he had his his little reign at middleweight. He kind of deserved his position in the game to pick and choose the way he 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 want to. But the young guys, y'all still got to prove yourself. Y'all haven't reigned it, it nothing. You know what I'm saying? So, um, like you say, 160 is stacked. And, I mean, Mangua, I'm not saying he's going to take over 160, but he, he fit right into the mix. He's a threat. He fit right into the yeah. mix, and I would love to see him in there and some of these guys facing him and see where they, where, you know, what will happen. I'm not saying he, he going to smoke Charlo. You know what I'm saying? I just say I love that fight. I want to see that fight. It's a high energy fight. It's two guy, two big guys with power. You know what I'm saying? They look the middleweight part. Just make it happen, man. I, I, I mean, I, I, I just love to see that fight happen. Yeah, I, I like to see it happen because for one, I don't think, you know, Charlo, he's in a position where he can say, you know, this guy's out of my league, you know, or this, mm-hmm. I'm out of this guy's league, you mm-hmm. know. You know, it's, it's it's still in that situation where you mentioned these other threats that are on on the horizon. You can always say this guy he might be a threat. I'm gonna go ahead and take him out. Right. Whereas, like we say with Triple G, he's more on that 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 tip now where he can say I already beat twenty some other guys, so I'm I'm about done. I'm picking right. like I said, I'm picking and choosing. But like Absolutely. Charlo, it's like anybody that comes in your realm. You need to push him out. You want to smoke him exactly. Get him and out any here. new guy to come on, come in the mm-hmm. territory. You know what I'm saying? You need to put them in pecking order, and 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 the intimidation and the stuff that he that might work for him with other it ain't gonna work with this kid, man. Because mm-hmm. this kid said I'm ready for whoever. He ain't had to call out no. It don't matter. I'm yeah. ready for whoever at 154, 160. That's how you do it. Just just keep the slate open. Yeah, yeah. Because you know? anybody that whether they got a belt or not, if they're in that era and their record looks good like that, you want to go ahead and fight them. You know, go right. ahead and take them out. That's why I say like. To answer my own question, I was about to ask is, does Charlo or any other Charlo need this fight? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. just get him on the record. Say, hey, like if he if he fought at 154, like I said earlier, Charles Jamel beats him. He could say, I beat Lubin and I beat this kid. You know, yeah. I beat everybody that was I took everybody's O. You know, same with if he went up to 160. Big Charlo could say that, you know. Right. And, right. you know. Right. Right. Well, you know that's what I'm saying. Like you gotta mix it up now. You know, don't be spoiled. You know, take it. It's gonna be interesting to see what what happens. You know, what I mean, if this mm-hmm. if, if this guy can get any fights in one sixty, because I'm t- I don't I don't see guys want wanting to mix it up 
with him. And see, like I say, people basing it off the the Saddam Ali fight. I, I didn't look at him beating up Saddam Ali. I was looking at some of the attributes that he was bringing while he was beating up, you know, the smaller guy. I mean, that was like a given. That's his little brother here and there beating him up, roughing him up or whatever. But the way he was doing it, I just was visualizing him and they were bigger guys and mm-hmm. being competitive with bigger guys. I really kept flashing to him and Triple G being in the ring together and saying, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. this kid wouldn't even look small in there with Triple G. I mm-hmm. mean, because he looked huge in there with Saddam Ali. I mean, I, I would like to see him in there with, I guess, maybe a full-fledged middleweight to see. Because right now he looked big. He looked big mm-hmm. to me. And yeah. He looked like he ready for 160, you know. And then the thing about that, he 21. Yeah, he still, still might got some growing got some, to do, yeah. so we don't know where he'll end up at. But I definitely think he's ready for you know one sixty at, at twenty one. You know. Oh yeah, he is man. That's what I'm saying. Like these guys, he's doing the right thing right now. He's showing, he's setting the road, whether you like his record or not. But like who he's fought, he's staying active. You know, mm-hmm. he's staying active, mm-hmm. and that's that's a dangerous thing. And one more thing, I want to say, yeah, with Saddam Ali. Of course, yeah, he went in there and was beating the smaller guy, but it wasn't like he was in there for like 10, 12 rounds. He got him out of there just to say, I don't belong in there with him. And that's right. what you always want right. to do. Right, right. And to be honest, I mean, Saddam Ali, his corner, they could have, you know what I mean? They seen it was it's only a matter of time. They really could have prevented, you know, maybe at least around yeah. uh, 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 the punishment that he took or whatever. But I guess they wanted to give him a you know fair shake at it. You know, being a champion, but um, yeah, yeah, man. So um, yeah, from from here, man, I just see Mogia being kind of being a threat, man. Yeah, you know, between one fifty one, one fifty four, and one sixty, man. Yeah, man, I'm loving it. I'm so, loving it. You for know? real. So um, let's look at uh Saturday's fight. Uh, Vasilo Mochenko versus Jorge Linares, man. You know, I was vocal to you on how I felt about this fight, and you know. How everybody felt about it. This is uh, Lomachenko, his third world title in, I can't remember how short amount of time. I think right it's now. 12 it's fights. 12 fights, yeah, 12 fights, you know, and um, he set a record with that. Um, my first thing I want to say is it was a good fight between, I feel, above average fighters, of course. You know, I mm-hmm. feel like Linares, he's a, a veteran in the game, you know, he's he's a champion. Where Lomachenko, I feel like he's still a guy to me that's still proving himself. You know, um, I can't say I can't say like all these other people saying he's a god, boxing god. I can't go on record and say that. You know, I said that before the fight, and I'm definitely saying after the fight because I definitely said during the fight because of what happened in the fight. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So he did what he was supposed to do as a guy with the superior technique, but. He definitely had trouble at 135. He definitely mm-hmm. showed that to me because from round one, Linares, you know, he did kind of impose his size. And I think that right away kind of gave Lomachenko some trouble. You know, the first half of the fight, I think Lomachenko was a more busier fighter, but Linares was still there. He was mm-hmm. always game and, mm-hmm. and and the power, the power was there, but it was just like he didn't commit to it. He didn't commit to it enough. And um, I didn't really see a lot of things that Lomachenko was doing in that first half of the fight that were really amazing to me, like everybody is saying. And what about you, man? 
Um, no, I didn't. But it kind of goes back to my thing of um, arrogant fighters and him kind of falling into that category of being an arrogant fighter. Um, he came in to the fight with such, you know, momentum behind him that until he got dropped, we didn't really have a fight. That's when the fight started. You know what I mean? Kind of, I mean, well, I'm not going to say that, but definitely that's when I seen him really get serious about the fight. You know, it was kind of like he just, you know, he's always relaxed when he comes into a fight, but he was just, you know, not no, no, no sense of urgency. I mean, it was just another day in the office for him until he got dropped, mm-hmm. you know, um, like you said, I, I thought Lenars was, you know, using his 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 size, and you know he was the, the biggest, stronger man. And um, Vasily had, you know, realized that. But um, but then I seen, uh, you know, other good things too. And I mean, he 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 was landing on Vasily. You know, he was landing a thing with three punch combo on him. You know, all to the head. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, he was doing things that they let people see that. Somebody with enough pop and enough speed, that that could be a problem for Lomachenko. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And there was one punch that I didn't even hear the commentators really comment on. It was like Lenar's kind of established. You know, he was kind of hitting that left hook to his body. Mm-hmm. He was hitting him, you know, in singles. He wasn't doing it enough, but he kept hitting him with that. And that mm-hmm. was kind of what was kind of slowing Lomachenko down. But, like, there was a few times when he would go to the body and, you know, he tried to complain to the ref. And say they were low, mm-hmm. but I'm like, when you go into the body, you know they're going to be kind of in that belt line area. So exactly. you can't always complain to the ref for exactly. every little thing. And going back again, like like you were saying, coming in and thinking this is going to be easy, you could kind of see that because he was kind of just doing the same thing. And I mean, like we said, Lomachenko, he is a smart fighter with the IQ, but after a while, you can kind of figure him out. Yeah. You know, from our side, yeah. yeah, but I mean, being yeah. in the ring is different, but I mean, you know, whatever these guys are feeling, I don't know. <laughs> exactly, yeah, because, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's got some ring IQ, but it's not, it's nowhere near a Floyd Mayweather, yeah. or, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, even somebody like a Bud, I, ring IQ really, I'm more impressed with his ring generalship and ring IQ than um, somebody like a Lomachenko. It's just, it's just a lot of flash with Lomachenko. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of flash. It's a lot of, you know, blur and a lot of, lot, 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 just a lot of, lot of flash. Ain't? Mm-hmm. It's not a whole lot of effectiveness. You know, these guys aren't really busted up and swollen up and really getting battered. It's just a lot of, you know, fast movement. And, and what I think that is, it's like that flashiness sometimes can baffle some people. It can kind of throw some fighters That's, off. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like it has in the past. Because, you know, when Absolutely. you think of it, it's like it's not really hurting you. It might be like some gnats coming at you. You know, that, that shit annoys Absolutely. you, you know, when it's coming Absolutely. at you so fast. But at the same time, it's not damaging. So imagine what's going to happen when you face a fighter that can handle that. You know, we've and, seen that in the past. And, and, and like you say, you know, a boxer might realize that Man, he doing all this pitter patter, flashy shit, but it's, it's 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 not landing. It's not. But I know the people are buying that though. I know the judges are eating that type They're of stuff up. up. So you know that could play 
into you know his opponent's head yeah. too. Yeah, like, he man, think he's, he's behind. You yeah, know? he think he behind. Because the crowd, they kind yeah. of sometimes fighters they do judge it off the crowd. Like if a crowd is I mean, cheering, they're like, yeah. that's that you he's know. Scoring, you I mean, know? come on, dude. They was chanting Loma's name, so th- that don't make Lenars think he's doing good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you feel me? Because you got to think with Loma, here's his name being chanted. He's like, okay, let me throw an eight punch. B- absolutely BS combo absolutely. and then after that you know everybody's like oh you know absolutely. so it, may, it, it automatically gives in the round but absolutely. you know like I said like those combinations okay they can land but are they as like concussive as you know like we really no, think you no, know no they're not and that just it like goes back into the the the, 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 the those certain fighters that just have that machine and that high road to them man because that's what I'm saying they can come in the ring I mean everything is customized for them to win like i say they can just throw a flurry the crowd's gonna go mad another guy can throw a flurry and land each punch and to be effective in nothing mm-hmm. you know the commentators won't even say anything yeah the commentators yeah, yeah, the won't comments, even say anything like the punches i'm seeing you like i said I mean? the left hook to the body that lenar's landing nobody's calling that right they won't know? even say it dude they won't you know, even say it you know so and um let me see <clears throat> and what i was gonna say is like right before you know, Lomachenko got knocked down. There was like one right hand that did catch Loma in like the round before he got knocked down. And I saw that leg kind of lock up, you know, and they kind of ignored that too, you know. I was even talking to somebody online about that. It was like, oh, Loma wasn't hurt. You know, he was all right. I was like, okay. Lo and behold, next round, he got knocked down, you know. Right, right. And then some people were saying that was just a flash knockdown. But to me, I was like, he was hurt. Yeah. You walked into a punch square up and you fell back and you right, was down. Right, you right. Was and, and and it, it wasn't a super hard punch, but you know, he stepped into mm-hmm. it and Loma, you know, walked into it. it I mean, it put him on his, his butt cheek. He didn't mm-hmm. fall and just touch a glove. He planted, you yeah, know, got planted yeah, on his butt. Right. So it it was something behind it. Now, was he badly hurt? No, but it opened his eyes. You see what he did the next round. And he came up. in there, his hand was going about five hundred miles an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He mm-hmm. was throwing punches from every angle you could think of but you know um he definitely felt that he definitely felt it i think he felt the power of the whole fight and i think he might be you know reevaluating 135 because like you say i mean you start getting in there with you know a guy like tank with the short arms and that type of power the short arms so you can get in them pockets and mm-hmm. get them fast shots off that could be that could That's be dangerous. detrimental for yeah. um lomachenko but um but uh and you know, first off, like I said, you know the casual fans they love Loma, so this ain't no like we'll be bashing him. This is like no, everybody just... continues to be blinded by what they want to see. So we just kind of here to break down what we see, absolutely. You know, to make it even because you know the things we call it, not everybody's calling, right? You know, and that's what we do over here. We we gonna call out the things that you missing. You know, whenever Absolutely. you see Floyd, y'all call want to call it even. We about to break it even here, you know? Yeah, no. That's no, how I see it. Because it's no. like, okay, like like I said, it was a good fight. But at the same time, it was a good fight between two good fighters. One's kind of out the door and one is still proving himself. Mm-hmm. He wasn't great, but he was good. Because the things he did good, you know, he stayed busy, came back from a, a knockdown and made his adjustments, you know? Right. He still made his adjustments and was able to come back with the win. Right. And stop him on top of that. You know, I have to give him credit because he did stop him. He came back I and mean, stopped him. And, and I mean, this, we ain't even going to get too deep into it, but you know, you know, oh, the yeah, conspiracy yeah, you know. theories always, yeah, you I'm know. Yeah, hold back on that. 
rumbling. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I mean, some people, a lot of people felt like that. They felt like that body shot didn't look that debilitating. We, don't, we, don't, we don't know. We didn't take it. But a lot of people felt that that was questionable. And then you go into Lenara saying it was an early stoppage. It's just, you know, but you made the early stoppage, mm-hmm. Lenaris, by not getting up. You know, yeah. early stoppage is when they stopped the action. Yeah. It wasn't no action. We, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what? Forget it. Let's go in on a little bit. Yeah, man, that's what I was about I'm to say. Saying. That's what I was going to say, man. Like, the the punch that landed, it was like, I've seen, I know the perfect body punch can drop somebody, but it wasn't like it landed and he was cringed up and nobody gets up from a body shot but it was just kind of like he just took a knee you know what i mean he was just right. sitting there like right. thinking right. about it right you know right. if you can think about it then you could kind of overcome it you yeah. know if you go I, back and look at keith thurman when he got hurt by Colazo, he was hurt right but he was still on his feet you know what i mean and, yeah yeah and then we just always keep it 100 this ain't gossip this, yeah, this is ain't gossip. This, this is, is stuff this is that what people watch yeah. the fight it may have like i said i'm not saying that for sure but yeah. it, you know we've seen Watching boxing for a long time, we've seen a lot of body shots. We've seen people be incapacitated, debilitated, rolling around, grimacing in pain from a body shot. I mean, it was a beautiful shot the way it landed, but it didn't seem it didn't seem to be that debilitating. And then his reaction to it didn't seem normal for like a body shot no. of that caliber. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But you know, it is what it is. We just I, and only reason I brought that up, and is because. You know, before the you know the round before that, he dropped. You know, Lomachenko, and mm-hmm. then Lomachenko came back and dropped him, and it's like, wow, that is, it you know, impressive. But it's just like you know, I mean, it was another one of those endings that, you know, make you scratch your head. Yeah, because um, for me, like I said, I seen Lenares in the past, and you know, this is a guy who, who's lost, who's been stopped before. Mm-hmm. And he's actually taken more punishment before in his younger days, you know. All right. And going into this fight, you fighting a smaller guy that just came up. It seemed like you would welcome him to the division. And by that, I mean, you would be in there mauling him. All right. You know, holding him a little bit, trying to keep him from moving. Right. You in there fighting a smaller guy. You should be in there trying to put all your weight on him, put all them punches on him and. Granted, you landed that punch to knock him down. He didn't really show. I don't know why he didn't show no urgency to jump on him after that. You know, right, right. I, one thing that just come that came to my mind was like, though Jermaine Taylor he lost that Kelly Pavlik fight was like when he knocked him down and he got back up, he went wild on him. You know, granted right. he missed some shots, but he went wild. It's just like I thought Lenarius would have went after him. Right. It was just like, nah, I'm go back to the same pace. Hope I can land this one yeah, shot again. Yeah, hopefully yeah, get him. Nah, yeah. you got to take him out in a minute. Because you could see when Lomachenko got up, he was a little bit embarrassed, you know? Yeah. So when embarrassment is in there, you want to jump on him because he's thinking about the crowd. He's thinking Absolutely. about getting knocked and down. It was again. a perfect time to jump yeah. on that ass. It was. Yeah. You know, it definitely was. Yeah. But um, you know, but overall, like I said, it was a good, it was, it was, it was a good boxing this weekend, and I wasn't disappointed. We didn't get any decisions that, you know, had us ready to flip the TV over or anything. And um, we let's not forget, uh, we had um Devin Haney and um Mason Maynard oh, yeah, Friday that, night, that was a good fight. you know, which was a good fight. It was to me like a lot of people said it was one of uh, Devin Haney's stiffest tests. Um, I I would I would agree. But um, 
he wound up, I think it was a ninth, ninth round, round stoppage. Was it? Ninth yeah. round stoppage. So, yeah, his corner stopped it know. after, you know, he was just putting in all around good work. You know? yeah. He showed what he did, what he was supposed to do. You know, you go in there with a vet and you, when you go in there with a vet, you just go in there and keep a cool head. Right. Box, <laughs> you know, it, it showcases skills, but at the same time, you know, show that authority that you ain't going nowhere. Absolutely, and you taking him out, and that's what he did. Yeah, definitely. You know? Shout out to um Devin Haney. Um, but like we was talking about earlier at the 50th episode, we wanted to um, I mean, we ain't gonna do a whole lot. Just you know, do do something a little different and talk about some some fights that maybe we personally would like to see happen the second half of this year or you know next year and i mean we're gonna exclude the obvious is like you know deontay wilder and aj i mean come on that's a no-brainer um even something like a, a you know earl spence and um but that's down the road but a lot of these things have been ran into the ground you know we we, we from our insight on boxing and what we see and the type of styles we like you know what? 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 What's one of the fights that um looks real interesting to you on paper? You know that you would like to see. I mean, it's kind of like a dream fight. You know, so we ain't we ain't saying these are going to happen. We just saying you know some things that we would like to see happen mm-hmm. from our view, our point of view. Mm-hmm. Mm, let me see a fight that I would like to see is kind of a. Dream fight, um, and, and not dream, not such a strong word, yeah, but you yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying. Something, something that might that, not happen, something that but can happen, but yeah. yeah, yeah, something that could definitely happen. Um, well, we still on the uh the Loma subject. I want to see Loma in there with Mikey Garcia. Okay, I want to see him in there, and um, I want to see both of them in there at 135. 135. Because I feel like you know, this is the guy that's closer to the uh the age that that could give him the fight. That he really needs to cap it and say, okay, he is one of the pound for pound guys, you know. All right. You know, you look at it, Mikey Garcia, he beat some of the same guys that Loma beat. Mm-hmm. You know, he has a win over Adrian Broner. Absolutely. You know, he has four world he's won four world titles. Mm-hmm. He he has the more impressive resume, but doesn't yeah. get the accolades. That's a, that's yeah. a, that's the crap about this stuff, mm-hmm. man. You know, when you think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So him in there with somebody like Lomachenko, after you beat somebody like Lenares, you know. Because people wanted to see Lenars and Mikey Garcia. They wanted to see that fight. But, you know, since Loma got it, you know, now you want to reign here in 135, you go get in there somewhere like Mikey Garcia. It's just an all-around good style, you know. you got somebody like Mikey. Like I said, he's a basic boxer, but he does all of that well. You know, he does all everything well. And the thing that keeps him riding is his will. Yeah. You know, he doesn't break. He doesn't break for nobody. You know, we've seen him in his fights. He's, you know good combination puncher and then you got somebody like loma you know he wanted to be the flashy high iq fighter you know so he's the guy in there that can bring that's that they're gonna meet in the middle you know there's gonna be punches thrown in this fight so i just feel like that's a a fight that can make either one of these guys powerful power under crawford to me you know yeah that's um it's an interesting fight and like with 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 to me for with the style you know match up that Busy, you know, Joe Calzaghe, a whole lot of action, movement going on against that, you know, slow and steady wins the race that, you know, laser beam focus. 
Good um, timing. Yeah, and it's, it's hard to say how that will play out. You know what I mean? But that's definitely definitely a good one. I, I would definitely would like to see that. Will something like that happen at? Nah, we don't know. You know, yeah. with the politics. But yeah. um But for me, man, um I'm just kinda gonna bring that that one back up, man, because that that's that's kinda it for me because, you know, my Mangua Saturday, he kinda put his name in the mix, you know, it's a mm-hmm. new name for for the boxing game. So um and um I mean I'm not gonna limit it to a Charlo, but I mean the thing about a guy like Charlo, he's kind of the loudest in the division at one sixty, so I'm like, <laughs> you know, here's a young line just stepping into the game, you know, making a statement, you know, run, run, run to the loudest guy and uh, make that happen. You know, they both young lions, you know, going under the, the young lion hashtag. OK, you know, Mungil was 16. Like I say, that's definitely a young line. And um, like I say, you know, these guys got each other to hash it out with. And then it's 21, right? Who my goal? Yeah. yeah, um, they got each other to hash it out with, and then you start rising to the triple G levels, the 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 Canelo levels, even the Danny Jacobson, uh, even you know Billy Joe, because Billy Joe was in the separate place. He don't need this, you know what I mean? But these guys have to mix it up with each other and see who's the best on their levels before they you know just start calling out the old guys or the champions. You know what I mean? Because um, like you say, the belt holders are getting up there too, and you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. They are getting up there, so it's just like um, you know, of course we want to see a, a change of the guard, but I want to see it done kind of the right way too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. A guy work his way up to a title shot, not just talking loud and get a title shot. You know what I mean? You beat the guys and put yourself in position to. You know, get a title shot. So, um, but that fight for me, like I said, I'm not going to limit it to just Charlo. I mean, I would love to see this kid in there with pretty much anybody at 154 or 168. I think it would be a great fight. So, um, for me, just seeing Mangua in the mix at 154 and 160, you know, the second half of this year and seeing with 2019. You know, brings for this kid. Um, I I be cool with seeing that. So I, you know, I got my eye on him, just seeing, you know, how his career pans out. Yeah, I I agree with that fight because, um, like we saying, you know, just picking fights that we want this year. It doesn't necessarily need to be a title fight. It just needs to be a fight that fighters need on their resume. Because I mean, titles aside, they're 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 fights that certain guys that want to be destined for greatness they need on their record mm-hmm. to to get that greatness stamp you know right. you know not every fight floyd had before you know he was just known as a champion you know those fights were necessary you know his non-title fights were necessary the guys he he got in there with to make his record you know that's what built him mm-hmm. you know so if you look at somebody like jamal charlo you know odds are you won't get all of these older belt holders like a Billy Joe Saunders or a Golovkin. So in the meantime, you know, you can still go in there and make a name for yourself by being known as the bad, the bad warrior by beating these guys like Mungua, if you can, you know? Absolutely. I mean, that's what I say. I mean, Floyd Mayweather, when, I mean, you mentioned his name and it's just, it's so much with mentioning his name. I mean, here's a guy who faced 
you know, Chop Chop in his prime, mm-hmm. you know, who gave Floyd Mayweather a hell of a fight. Mm-hmm. Emmanuel Augustus. Hell yeah. That, yeah. I mean, these guys, these guys, the new guys wouldn't even face these guys. Eh? They uh, wouldn't, you, they you, wouldn't you, even you, tangle you, with you, these guys. You know they wouldn't, man, because there's guys like that now, and you know, they'll say, they oh, I ain't fighting. They won't dance yeah. with them. But he they, was taking everybody. He was, ta- he was doing all of that. Yeah. And Emmanuel Augusta, Floyd said out his mouth that was his toughest fight. You know, I saw the Chop Chop fight. I thought the Chop Chop was his toughest fight. But he said out his mouth, Emmanuel Augustus was his tough, toughest fight. And I'm just saying that to say, and like I say, the guys today won't, won't fight guys like that. I mean, Emmanuel Augustus wasn't a dangerous fight because he was a hard puncher. I mean, mm-hmm. he was a, cra- it was a was crazy, crazy style. style you man. know what I'm saying? Insane I mean, style, yeah. And, you know, people say what they want to say about Floyd. But, I mean, he fought the champions and he fought these mm-hmm. guys. He fought these mm-hmm. guys too, eh? Yeah. The guys that people didn't necessarily want to dance with. For whatever reason, yeah, because you know he, he he mixed it up with them too. Yeah, look at that. He went from a chop chop to a Diego Corral, Asian man Freddy to a Filipino. You know, he was everywhere. Exactly, you know, dude. it was, he was like everywhere, he was dude. everywhere, staying active. He was everywhere. Man. But like, like I said, now these guys, now you won't see them saying, "I need to get in there with this guy just to stay on my game," you know, Absolutely. or give myself a challenge. You know, not every challenge is going to have a belt on it. You know, absolutely. You know that absolutely. the money, the belts, and money come later. So. Like I said, in the meantime, man, just just make this fight because you know Golovkin, he ain't gonna want this fight right now. So right. go ahead and get right. the Mongolia fight, you know. So was there another fight you wanted to see, man? This year, besides um, that, I mean, that, that's just my standout one. That you know, mm-hmm. of course, there's a lot of things that you know. I mean, division is stacked from 140 to 160. Heavyweight is popping again. Mm-hmm. You know, 175. We got Badu Jack, Adana Stevens. So much going on. It's, going on. It, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, I'm looking forward to probably seeing, I mean, the whole second half of this schedule and seeing what they got lined up for 2019. It's, it's right now, and it's kind of hard to make a bad fight. Yeah. You know what and, I'm saying? And shoot, I just want to say on Instagram, you know, earlier, like a couple months ago, I posted, um, Dillian White versus Luis Ortiz, and hopefully mm-hmm. that's going to happen. See, I posted before this was supposed yeah. to be made. Now yeah. it's supposed to be happening. And honestly, that's a fight I'd rather see than Wilder. Um, Dillian. Dillian. Yeah, because I'm like, yeah. y'all want to try to derail the AJ Wilder fight, y'all get in there, you know? Right. And I know right. Ortiz, he's more than willing to take it, you know, because he already had his shot. So Yeah, that, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm down. I'm down for that fight. And, and that's why I say, and I mean, the game is stacked right now with, 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 with you know, fights that we want to see and some fights that we didn't think about but are going to turn out to be, you know, great fights. I mean, so um, it's just, you know, second half of 2018 and looking forward to, you know, bigger and better 2019. I mean, you know, the power move that Eddie Hearn made, I mean, is only going to bring us more boxing mm-hmm. next year. So um, I just don't see how we, we can't win that. I don't see it. <laughs> yeah, we, you know, this is the biggest year next last year of boxing, man. You know, yeah. it's just hopefully going to yeah. keep going up and up from here, man. One more fight I want to see is Broner versus retirement. <laughs> Rona, nah, I'm just fucking. I'm just this messing. Said retiring. You caught me with that one. Yeah, that I wasn't expecting that. I'm just messing. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you know they said Brono um, was trying to get a fight with Tim Bradley. Bradley so yeah, man. It would be interesting, yeah. Granny, if Bradley been active, but and I still have Bradley yeah, out working him. Man, and it's just like 
I'm not even gonna go there, and I'm just leaving it alone. But, yeah, we gonna leave yeah. that alone. I know. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, yeah, good weekend of fights. Uh, like we said, those are some good fights that we want to see this year. Um, and else you want to say we wrap it up this fiftieth uh, episode, man? No, man. Just like 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 me and Aunt said, man. It's um it's almost a year for us doing this. You know, we got fifty episodes. We, you know, got over a thousand followers on um Facebook and. I mean, we got over a thousand if you combine everything too, and you know oh, what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but we definitely. got a th- over a thousand only on Facebook too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, which I said like ain't nothing to most people, but it's a big deal for us because we not doing no clickbait. We not doing what's popular. We not doing what's hot right now. We doing what we like to do, and like I said, we just building it, you know, from the ground up organically. So we appreciate. You know the followers that that we do have because we know that these people are interested in, you know, the same things that we're interested in. So, um, like I said, I just wanted to thank everybody for the support and um, just keep doing what y'all are doing. You know, all the sh- you know shout out to all our you know our heavy hitters. You know, Roger. You know, Chris Mack. You know, Eric Thompson. You know, these are guys that I know are listening. You know, all the time. You know, I ain't got to remind these guys. They asking me when, when is the next episode coming out. So um, we just appreciate all that. And um, just keep doing what y'all doing because we're going to keep doing what we doing. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Like I said, yeah, shout out to Roger. Like I said, you know, one fan. Like I said, we keep informed on the sport. You know, like I said, we're too familiar with. As long as we got the one, that's all I care about. But, you know, I, I would like to have a lot, <laughs> you know, but... Yeah. You know, definitely shout out to Jamar too. Yeah, yeah. Shout, shout out, out to Jamar. Jamar. I don't want to mention, you know, he cooking up something real special for us, man. Special, so you know, I really appreciate that. Shout out for him, and you know, he been supporting day yeah. one too. Yeah. Him, Margaret, you know, all of them. So shout out. And um, before we go too, uh, don't forget. I want to forget. Uh, shout out to Michael Williams Jr. You know, sure. he he made some easy work. First round stoppage uh, out there in Silas City. You know, he want to come up. Definitely got to look. You know, look out for him. Yeah. You know, make sure y'all y'all come through again for another episode. For sure. Shout out, so. um, Big Mike, Lil Mike, uh, Lil Mike. Uh, good job this weekend, man. Congrats. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep busy. For real, man. But yeah, like we saying, we still growing. But make sure y'all follow us, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud, and you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. But yeah, man, that's about that's about it. That's about all we got. But uh, my name is Ant, aka Combo Breaker ninety nine. It's your boy Boxing P. And we'll see y'all in the next. Peace. Later.